really. I think we could have gone on to win that game after we got the second goal, but letting them back in quick enough, we gave ourselves a mountain to climb once again. Still in our own hands, though. Still in our own hands, but it's making us. It's in our hands. We've got ourselves into a brilliant position, but we're just stumbling towards the finishing line. Norwich are very close to going up. It has to be said now. It's literally the brink stuff after Leeds have gone and fluffed their lines again for the second time this Easter. What a shame. Phenomenal. I mean... Hello everyone, good evening and welcome to edition 176 of The Pink and Show, our dedicated Canary shenanigans that tends to be more 5.15pm on Easter Monday than 7.45. Uh, I am Michael Bailey, we are a long way from home yet among friends. Yes, we are at the Old Red Lion Pub in Angel Islington, the frequented home of the capital Canaries in London. Yay! That's right, there's quite a few here. Um, uh, and uh, we are live. Just about, apologies for the delay, um, apparently 4G in London's great, <laughs> they were fine. Um, and now, uh, I don't think we're going to struggle for things to talk about, of course, over the next 40 minutes or so. Coming up, one point from the Premier League, that is all. Those Easter draws, the national gaze, plus we take you through the current championship picture and host the latest round of Flip the Bird, and we will do all of this in the company of tonight's top Londonites, that is Guardian sports journalist Paul McInnes and fellow Capital Canary and football magazine editorial assistant Fionn Thomas. Everyone, there we go. No one normally gets any kind of applause, so you guys are doing well. Uh, how are you both? Thanks so, so much for coming on. Uh, Fionn, your debut, looking forward to it? Yeah, I am, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Paul, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Got a baby at home, so good excuse oh. to get out of the house. <laughs> well said. I thought you were playing football tonight. Oh, yeah, I'm doing that too. <laughs> how do you scream it all in? Standing partner. Yes. You certainly do. Good stuff. Well, we'll try not to keep you from your football. And, of course, Man City, Man United happening in the Premier League. No one cares about that. Uh, as usual, I think we are live on Pinkham.com, the Pinkham Facebook page, Twitter, Periscope and YouTube. Thanks for watching, wherever you are. Uh, and over the course of the show, we want to hear from you, be it on the wonder of Emmy, how fussed you are about the title, but especially when you started to believe Norwich City could finish this season in the Premier League. And yes, I appreciate we are counting a few small chickens tonight, but why, why not? Uh, all you need to do to get those into us, post your words below the live Pinkin Facebook feed, the YouTube chat box, or a reply to the Pinkin Twitter and Periscope streams, and I'll do my best to keep track of them. Uh, technology, we're God willing, and hopefully we don't just cut off in the middle of tonight. Um, and I'll ask you to that question later on, when you started to believe. Uh, now, uh, Wesley Moulihan is back in Norwich catching up with Daniel's horse, but Onel Hernandez has made the trek south. Fionn, would you like the honour? Just keep it face down. Oh, oh no, actually, lift it up and do, do, give, it, give it the full kudos. Think news at 10 gongs. Um, Onel Hernandez. Hernandez is here to help us with this week's Norwich City headlines. <coughs> Pop the brakes on. Norwich lead twice. Timu Puki scores his 28th league goal of the season, but one slip from Anel and Stoke holds City to a point. Don't panic. <coughs> Sergi Canos is a yellow. The panic didn't last long. Roughly 90 minutes to be precise as the former City, Brent, uh, City player did his old club a favour with leading Brentford to victory against Leeds. With it, Norwich are just one... Yes, yes indeed. With it, Norwich are just one point away from confirming their Premier League promotion. <coughs> Rovers return. So, with that Easter Monday action, Norwich welcomed Blackburn to Carrow Road on Saturday for a highly likely promotion party. Hope you're all looking forward to it. And finally... Add the PFA to the list. 
Timo Pukki, Max Ahrens, Jamal Lewis, all on the PFA Championship team of the season, which still seems a little harsh on those who missed out. Never mind, Emi Buendia will get his plaudits in the Premier League, I'm sure, next season. You imagine? Fion, top work, well done. Uh, there we go. Uh, right, let's get into it then, shall we? Uh, let's just get Stoke out of the way first, shall we? How did you both feel at full time? Uh, frustrated because uh, I thought we played pretty well and we were sort of all over them for sort of the last 20 minutes and it just wouldn't go in that Jamal Lewis shot that just went that wide um, so I think if, if we'd had another 10 minutes we might have got that winner um, and then you saw the players sort of collapse on the turf and you maybe got a bit worried which was probably because <laughs> it was a very hot day and they were absolutely exhausted but they were obviously disappointed as well as was everyone else but uh, so yeah disappointed but a couple of hours later it got a lot better so it, it did they put a lot of effort in I have to say I kind of built up Sat uh, Easter Monday as the day they had to do it if they won game on if they lost oh no and I hadn't really counted for the third possibility which was a draw but there we go and especially Leeds losing yeah I mean <clears throat> that uh, I think Daniel Fark has been very good across the piece talking about the mentality and the, the, the attitude you need to have at this stage, this stage of the season and I think his intervention with the players on the pitch at the end of the game was really important too because you know as he said 23 clubs would still want to have swapped regardless of what happened and he you know said well Leeds will now go on and win this game or we need four from the last two and still believe they can do it I think a lot of people at home didn't necessarily share that confidence but yeah however nervous we've been Leeds have been even more nervous they've had more you know the pressure's been more on them than it's been on us and they have buckled they were outplayed against Brentford and the way that Bielsa spoke after that game was pretty much putting up the white flag with regards to automatic promotion, which may be a cunning bluff. But, um, you know, I, I, I think a lot of Leeds fans are now saying, OK, well, let's concentrate on getting our minds right for playing in the playoffs. It's interesting with Daniel because the uh, fallout from the um, Sheffield Wednesday refereeing performance, I wouldn't necessarily argue with some of the points Daniel made, but it... It did seem he was very riled and he had, hadn't seen him like that all the way. And you kind of thought, OK, this is part of the spilling out of the pressure that you're under. And it was going to be really interesting how he then dealt with the post situation at Stoke. But he, he, as Paul said, he did, I was quite impressed with then how he spoke, regardless of then what happened with Leeds after it. Yeah, I, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly when to sort of make that point about the referees and when to back his players. Um, and okay, we had a bit of luck with Leeds, but I think even if even if that hadn't happened, he's, this week he he would have got them exactly where they need to be for Saturday. So yeah, I think he's a very good man manager. He knows how to how to work with young players and senior players and and get them in the right mindset. I think that referee remark is a bit Mourinho-esque as well. Actually, it's like okay, now this has been happening. Next referee, but you know, hope you hear this and pay attention. And there wasn't that many dodgy refereeing moments in that Stoke game all in all it was pretty well officiated it was pretty well he was pretty awful as a referee in a control of a game but that's a different story entirely Sergio Canos Sergio Canos everyone Sergio Canos we all, we, we all knew he had it in him didn't we oh yeah, yeah. No, Hall of Fame Norwich legend yeah always knew it oh, you probably end up a Leeds player after that performance but I mean he, he did tear them apart didn't yeah, he? I mean, we joke but he played really well uh, and yeah the, the, that through ball for their first goal and then scoring the second and then he could have had another late on yeah just well done Sergio I mean beforehand we'd have joked and I think in fact Dave Frieser did joke with me beforehand can't imagine if Sergio Canos puts in a good performance and then he does it's like this is great but then he reveals Tim Closer spoke to him 
It's not a coincidence, Paul. No, not at all. Well, you don't know to what extent, but but one of the really interesting things about these last round of games is it's all been you know, teams with either we should beat because they're at the bottom of the table or we should beat because they don't have anything to play for and have got their feet up. But, you know, a lot of these teams have been motivated. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, motivated to play against, has proved themselves. Same with Stoke. And then you have that sort of personal motivation that Canyons is getting from a message from... You know, it's like all of a sudden I've got something that can uh, energise me for this particular game. And, you know, I mean, he wasn't the only player who played well for Brentford. It was a good team performance all around. But still, yeah, he made a difference. Indeed. Uh, is there anything else we can say about Team Pucky? Fiona, have you got any words left on Team? I, I just, I just really want him to get to 31 and or over 31 and break that Norwich League record. So hat trick on Saturday, <laughs> and we'll get there. He's just so calm. I mean, you know, the the finishing is obviously he is a he is a finisher which Leeds don't have. Leeds have had some good forwards, but the, you know, Bamford is for all his skill for all his skill and stuff. He's not he's not a clinical finisher because he, he, he psychologically you can't always rely on him to be cool, but you can with Pookie. His work rate is excellent, but I just think, regardless of where he's at in the game, whether he's playing well or he's not, he's always got the same level-headed attitude, and I think that's really important. That's first header, headed goal first of the season, head. out of all of them, the first one. What did he say? He only gets one at a club, so <laughs> yeah, that, that, but he does hope it will be more at Norwich, so fingers, fingers crossed. Uh, let's have a quick check of some of your messages. I'm going to go to YouTube first. Um, BB28AM, so excited, making the trip from Edinburgh to see history being made. Well done, boys. Hashtag OTBC. Tony Miles, hi from California. Looking for a clincher on Saturday. It's probably a bit warmer than it is uh, here, although it's, I'm not complaining. Uh, Neil Jones, tired, battered emotionally, and will pull through. Still feel Daniel could have freshened up throughout the last few weeks. Hope they can dig in enough. Um, Steve Richards suggests we all stay calm and secure that point we need. Leeds play Ipswich final game. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Blues go down 10-0 uh, just to get even uh, with their season. And of course, it's Sheffield United who then play uh, Ipswich on uh, this coming weekend as well, which I, if that's not five or six, I'll be amazed. Um, uh, what else do we got here? Craig Matless, this is our year. Keep the faith. We can do this. 3-1 City. And Danny Ellero, um What's he said here? Sorry I missed last week's show. It was on holiday. Danny, that's fine. You're allowed a holiday. I don't, didn't think the missus would have liked me to do another football thing, especially as I went to Rotherham and Wigan. Good to be back. Well, Danny, great to have you back. Thanks for that. Uh, I hope the, uh, your good lady appreciated the uh, sacrifice of not watching last week's Pink and Show uh, as for watching the games. Uh, so keep the messages coming in. Uh, of course, we're live on Periscope and Facebook as well as YouTube, and I'll have a look at those in a bit as well. Uh, it was an Easter double header uh, and a crucial one at that. So here is the picture it's left with after just two uh, with just two games remaining Mario Vrancic's last gas free kick was one of the moments of the season and earned as important a point as any for Norwich especially as Leeds somehow lost at home to 10-man Wigan despite scoring first that was Good Friday come Easter Monday Norwich were digesting another draw while Leeds lost out Sheffield United applied all the initial pressure with their win. Aston Villa made it 10 wins on the spin, while Derby were the big winners in terms of the top six chase. So there it is in red for both Ipswich and Bolton, and Rotherham seems set to follow. Wigan's remarkable run has seen them shoot to safety, while Blackburn head to Norwich on the back of four successive wins of their own. As for at the top, Sheffield United closed in on Norwich, but it's the gap to Leeds that's making everyone smile. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, Derby, Bristol City and Middlesbrough seem set to thrash it out for the final playoff berth. 
So here are the penultimate set of fixtures this season. Bristol City hosting Derby is a big one, while Sheffield United go first of the top three after those 3pm kickoffs. Norwich are then in action come the evening and Leeds on the Sunday. The remaining games in hand are played out in the week and the playoff picture is set to be a, bit step, a big step closer to its fruition by then. Sheffield United, no, I mean, how fussed are we about the title? I, I, I feel a bit of disappointment if Norwich didn't win it. But Andy has already put me right saying, come on, where were you come August? You know, and I guess that's the payoff, isn't it? It's a fantastic achievement, absolutely fantastic achievement. Probably a greater achievement than the Lambert promotion, I think. Given the mood music at the beginning of the season, the complete restructuring, the scaling down of, looked like scaling down of ambition to, to, to get promoted in the automatic positions either place with the football that we've been playing with you know academy players in the team has been amazing I think they deserve the championship I think they deserve the title though because I think the football they have played has been that good so I wouldn't I wouldn't I'd be disappointed for them if they don't get it I don't think I'd be disappointed myself because you know we're going up but I think I think they deserve it and I think if they go and win on Saturday you know you have real confidence that they could they could complete the job Goals win games, defences win titles, they say. I mean, Sheffield United have been phenomenal second half of the season. Yeah, uh, and I think if they're the ones who go up with us, which is what it's looking like it's going to be, I think full credit to them. Um, say what you like about Chris Wilder and what you think of him, but he's clearly a very good manager doing it on a very small budget, much like we've done. Um, so I think it would be really interesting to see what the two of us do in the Premier League next season. Um, in terms of the title, yeah, obviously it would be amazing to win it and obviously the players want to lift it on City Hall. Um, but, you know, that if we go up instead and, and don't get the title, then that's fine. But I think I think we can get a point at Villa if we can win on Saturday. No reason why we can't get a point at Villa. We're unbeaten in such a long time, two away defeats all season. So, yeah, I think we've just got to keep going and see what happens. And what Villa do in terms of the playoffs will be quite interesting themselves. Who do you bank on finishing sixth? Because that's actually quite interesting, away from an orange angle. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, I, I kind of suspect that the, whoever holds it, so I think Derby, I think the, Derby might... No, I'm going to go Bristol City because they're they're at home against against Derby, aren't they? Yeah, I, I I think Bristol City might win that match. I think that might be crucial. I'm going to say I'd like it to be Derby because I'd like Leeds against Derby in the playoff semis, home and away legs. After You're all, not the only one, probably. After all the Spygate, uh, Lampard against Bielsa, I think that would be an amazing couple of matches. Um, and yeah, the Sky Sports would love it because of the narrative. Imagine Tony Pudis sneaking in in six with Middlesbrough and then shutting down the two legs of the semi-final and the final and going through on a, on a set piece. And, yeah, and I wouldn't rule it out. That's the thing. Um, I mean, it's it's it's, it's such a you know, it's a good for Leeds that Spygate hasn't affected there. Oh, um, Ipswich. Um, I mean, we've talked a lot about Ipswich. Don't laugh. Why are you all laughing for? Um, what have you made of that from afar? I mean, they, they're going down with a whimper. I have to say, although they only lost 1-0 to Swansea, about five minutes of highlights was enough. They, they were abjectly poor. Uh, yeah, it's an amazing PR job Lambert has done, um, if not an amazing football managing job, because the fact that their results have not... Well, I think they might have actually got a bit worse than Hurst had on average. But it, he, he does t- seem to have transformed the way they're thinking and they're, they're talking about reaching this target of season tickets and things like that and credit to them for cutting the prices I think that's a good thing um, but if they if they don't get off to a good start next season and have a good transfer window I'm not sure what way that's going to go yeah I mean it, it, it looked like they'd, from Christmas time they'd started to prepare for that 
eventuality, but they're not going to carry any goodwill or good form or sort of uh, fresh shoots of recovery going into uh, League One. And as we all know, things can get quite spicy down in that. Just, just as much as it's a change to come from the Premier League to the Championship, it's the same to go from Championship to League One. So, yeah, tricky times. Times indeed. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, let's just have a couple of uh, messages from you on Facebook if it catches up. Miles Hopkins, spectacular opportunity for only the second promotion in front of the home fans at Carrow Road. Bring it home indeed. And the last time Norwich City were promoted at Carrow Road was in 1960. They've been promoted more times at Fratton Park. And that's not somewhere you'd really choose to get promoted, is it? But there we go. Love Portsmouth. Um, Sean Dunham, I thought we might go up after the Villa game. OTBC, Canos is a god. I think that's a, that's a bit of inflation there. Uh, David McKenzie, I feel the pressure is off now and we'll have a good win Saturday and draw at Villa. Title in the bag. In the bag. I love a bit of that. And uh, Edward Ivans, I want us to win it for Daniel Farker. Will Butler, Vrancic deserves to start on Saturday. The chances he created warrant it and we will of course talk about that over in the coming uh, minutes and Adam Hipkin Villa won't want to fight where will want to protect their players for the playoff let's just uh, play out a convenient draw for both sides providing we beat Blackburn well wouldn't that be convenient that would be lovely uh, right so uh, as I mentioned in last week's show Good Friday was a landmark for uh, Daniel Farker his 100th game in charge of the Canaries and we didn't have it last week but we got it this week Here's a little look back at quite the century. I hope they get excited because my, my philosophy is um, that we, we play football for the fans. So we try to uh, entertain them. And uh, so my idea of football is, is having the ball, uh, try to, to be active, to act, not to react, uh, to, to press high, highly on the field, uh, to have the ball. I like to be in possession. I, I want to determine uh, if we win or if we lose a game. I want the, the audience, the fans to, to watch our games and to see, okay, that's the football of Norwich and I hope to, we will bring it to them. Players should be a little bit embarrassed by our performance to be you know, 4-0 against them. Yeah, they are. They are. So they really um, feel ashamed. So I feel ashamed uh, for, for conceding four goals and, and uh, have a loss of, of 0-4. And um, yeah, we all are. So we all are really annoyed and, and disappointed and, and uh, so feel ashamed for this result. But it's like it is. So we had this defense uh, behavior um, in the last row and yeah. That was the reason for the result today. Just compliments for Sheffield United. They uh, did a brilliant job in the, in the last month. So they didn't lose one game at home uh, since January. And Chris Wilder uh, did a perfect job there. So big compliments uh, for this uh, for this work and. Um, I'm really, I'm really pleased that um, that we were able to win this game because I'm 100% sure that just few teams will be able to to have a, a win away when um, Sheffield United.
mentioned several times when when I got the feeling there's a there's a player who is not there with his with his will to to give everything he's got for this club. I will do without him. Whoever it is, um, how big his quality is, who, uh, whatever his his name is, so I will do without him um, in in each and every situation. here since, since um, 18 months and one of the uh, longest serving uh, head coaches in this league already so that shows a lot about the says a lot about the fluctuation and, and the pressure in this uh, in this league and um, yeah if I'm if I'm honest I've got a German passport and uh, perhaps my my German uh, coaching education in, uh, in yeah in Germany um, but when uh, when our fans are always singing what John knows he's one of us um, I've got the same feeling, so I, I already feel uh, as one of us. And, and to be honest, my thoughts and uh, my heart is are already uh, pretty yellow. And um, so I don't have the feeling I'm just here for a few months and then I return back to Germany. So as long as uh, I'm allowed and, and someone thinks I'm doing a good job, uh, that I'm allowed to, to be here in England and uh, to help to improve hopefully the football, um, I will do this because uh, I really feel uh, already at home. And, and like I said, so my heart is pretty much yellow uh, already. Thanks, Tony. Uh, there we go, Daniel Farker. 100 games, well, 101 games in charge now. Um, a phenomenal turnaround. Have we got a favourite moment, fa favourite Farker moment? Guys, I've just swung that on you, so that's, uh, that's not very helpful of me, but I'm going to fill now until you've thought of one. The, the wink against it switch. That was, uh, that was quality. That was, he was, uh, you know, just showed it was, it was good bonding with the fans, but it also showed he knew where the camera was. And I think it's uh, important for a guy going into the Premier League. Yes, indeed, where there will be more cameras. So, yeah, I'm trying to think when his first wave was with the Barclay, what game that was. I don't know if anyone can remember what it was, but maybe that was the answer yeah. to when we started to believe. That's a good show. Because it's never really gone wrong since then. He's done it most games. Didn't do it on Monday, no, but it wasn't quite appropriate on Monday. But it's been, it, he called it at the right time, and, and, uh, and that's been quite a thing to get the whole crowd going. So, so I'd say starting that just with the right time. They did it at Forest, which is the first draw I think they did it for, so it's end of last year, possibly. But if you know, you can remember, let us know. First time Farker did his we I think it's the official <laughs> official term for them. Um, there's always been so much goodwill for Daniel Farker as well, hasn't there? I mean, even when last year was really tough, you, you just sense everyone kind of wanted to go right for him. Why, why do you think that was, Paul? Well, I, I, think, um, I think probably people saw... People were told again and again that it was a long-term process. They were told from the beginning that it wasn't going to change overnight. And so I think people were inclined to take that message on board and give it the benefit of the doubt, particularly because the, you know, they understood the finances of it. But I, I do think in the summer the, there were people, I mean, probably more on social media than in real life, but there were, there were people saying, unless this turns, I don't want to see the same stodgy pass-for-pass-sakes football 
um, unless this turns Farker, you know, we'll have to call an end to the experiment of this untested manager. So I think he has had a bit of pressure, but I think they were very... Stuart Webber's always been very good at getting his messages out, and I think one, that was a message they did from Dot. It was going to take a bit of time. Uh, I mean, do we still think that Daniel will do um, very well in the Premier League? Because we, we sort of clung on to that a little bit last season with the games against uh, Arsenal and Chelsea in the Cups. Yeah, I was going to say, they, those games, uh, although we didn't win either of them, I think we came out with them with a lot of credit. Um, and then when you do get in the Premier League, you won't be playing Chelsea and Arsenal every week. Um, so... Yeah, I, I think there's no reason to think we we won't have a good go at it and he'll be suited to it. Um, uh, yeah, I have every confidence. And just touching on, we were just talking about it um, during, the, uh, during the VT, actually, in terms of messages and getting out. We mentioned about the mail, Daily Mail story, I think it was. Yeah, uh, thing saying that, that the total summer transfer kitty, including wages, is going to be 20 million quid, which what, buys you half a reserve fullback for Manchester City so yeah it sounds like sounds like we're going I think everybody didn't think we'd have a big purse but it sounds like that's a particularly tight purse which suggests A they're going to trust a lot of the squad that's currently there maybe players we might think Todd Cantwell or something you know might you know, still have a role to play and also they're probably telling teams who they might be doing negotiations with you know don't expect us to, to, to go too far there's always a reason these things come out yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. You look at some, a team that came up last year like Cardiff, who spent, on Josh Murphy was at 9 million, something like that. So if we, if we were to stick to our 20 million, I mean, that plus wages is, is eating it up already. So, yeah, we'll see. I think, it, I think it's sending a deliberate message. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It'll, it'll all be undisclosed anyway. So. It will all be undisclosed. We'll always try and find out. Don't worry about that. Um, let's have a look at some more messages on YouTube. David Jeffrey, come on, Farker. I'm sure City can get a horse for you on Saturday. I'll provide the hay. There we go. David's providing the hay for the horse. That's good. Would you want to see Daniel on a horse on Saturday? Um, they've got to keep the pitch nice for that West, Wes v Russ game, haven't oh, yeah. they? So they, they might, not, not, might want, to, not want to do that too much. And maybe next season as well. <laughs> I don't know what a horse with yeah. Gary Kemp, the groundsman, would go absolutely nuts. Uh, Roger Mallett met Daniel in Tampa Bay. And it's funny, I was trying to take a picture with someone and Daniel Farker ran to me, grabbed my phone, <laughs> and he goes, let me take the picture, lol. So Farker was taking my pics for me. Lol, great story, Roger. Love that story. I hope you've got the pictures. You should um, send them send them to me on, on Twitter, whichever. I'd like to see those pictures. Uh, right, let's move on. You can't see it, but Paul's done a very fetching um, formation with his beer mat. Uh, let's see how London types cope with a bit of this. <laughs> yes, you probably heard the exclamation, oh no, from Paul then. It is Flip the Bird, the game that could do with some promotion and relegation issues, if I'm brutally honest. Uh, last time out, Steve Sanders, I think he equaled his three. Steve Foley also got three. David Powell got four, um, which I think was... Not great. <laughs> Sorry, David. Uh, and tonight, Fionn makes you make your debut at Flip the Bird. And Paul, you're out to um, trump the three you got earlier in the season. Back in Norwich. You got three back in Norwich. I mean, um, I do struggle to keep track of whether people are doing it right or not. But I'm sure that wasn't anything to do with it. Um, Tony, we need a 30-second countdown. Unless anyone else has got a 30-second countdown to... to you got it here? Look at that. Tony is bang on it. Um, for the record and for these guys, they have 30 seconds to flip as many bar mats as possible, adding one to their flipping pile with each successful one-handed catch. Both scores will find their way onto our leaderboard, while the winner tonight will take a much-prized selfie with Wesley Moulihan. Oh, no, they won't, but we'll take a selfie anyway. 
Please cheer the guys or put them off, whichever you'd rather do. You can boo them if you want, but that wouldn't be very nice. Tony, are you ready? And away we go. This is when I do my absolutely shocking impression of Chris Gorham. I have full appreciation of how well he does. A nice, calm, serene pace to it. But Fionn is... Cheers! The first time anyone's ever got a cheer for catching beer mats. Um, that's it. And, and Ulves as well. Paul's just a picture of concentration. He's choosing the uh, difficult way of... The difficult technique. But that... Oh, that's so close, Paul. That's so close. Fionn is ticking it on. I don't know how much experience he's had of flipping bar mats in pubs, but maybe it's, uh, it's a little bit more... Time is up, time is up. Round of applause, round of applause for the guy. How, how many did you get, Fionn? Three. Three? Is yep. it not four? Oh, I don't know. No, three, I think. I think it was four. Four. <laughs> Paul, what'd you get? I only got one, but I think somebody's worn down the edges on my mats in order to rig it. You'd already done the hard work earlier in the season with your three, so there you go. Uh, there we go. Should we play the sting again, Tony, just to break it up? Well, uh, I think we can all agree that we'll definitely be bringing Flip the Bird back next season unless we can think of anything better at all to do with people. Um, now, we've got these two here. It's only right that we then spend a little bit of time um, having a nice chat with them. Uh, Paul, I'm going to come to you first, if I may. Um, Guardian sports journalist. How's it at The Guardian? Are you enjoying your role? I, you haven't gone back onto the arts yet. No, no, I, um, not yet, no. Um, <laughs> I've actually been off for 15 weeks. I had a baby in the new year, and, and because The Guardian is, you know, The Guardian, I've sort of got claimed all this paternity leave, which has basically been like I've been Scandinavian for the entire time, walking around with a baby Bjorn on and stuff. It's been the best time of my life. And my, my son, Kit, has a 100% record, had a 100% record of watching the games, so everyone he watched, we won. And he wasn't watching um, against Stoke, and uh, it was 1-1. And he got dumped on my lap. And then basically 30 seconds later, Vrancic chipped that ball into Pookie and it was 2-1. I was like, somebody take me off, off me. But before, uh, before we could go, is, uh, O'Neill went and uh, lay in Edwards. And so Kit's streak has come to an end. It's still unbeaten though, which is... Still unbeaten. You've got to take the positives. Every point's a prize the precious one. That's a considerable fraternity leave. I'm very jealous. Um, so you've been able to watch City on the telly then, mostly? Pretty much every game I could, yes. And I, me and my dad went to Reading in the ground. And uh, yeah, I think I think various members of the McInnes family nearly had a cardiac in the 89th minute, and then couldn't quite. It was really difficult. Like that that next morning was really tough because I, I think we felt, oh no, that's the luck turned. You know, all those late goals to have one go against us. And I do think there's been a bit of a hangover from that twist on the on the following games because the players have been so knackered and trying to get through on willpower as much as anything. I think it's just taken a little bit of sting out of them. Hopefully that's now released, but we'll see. Yeah. Have you noticed um, in the last few weeks the national gaze has kind of appeared on... Uh, certainly a lot of the yeah, national yeah, newspapers, yeah. Uh, it feels like each of them have sent their one person to go out and get their, yeah. their feature on. Oh, Norwich, they're going to go up. Yeah, we need yeah, to find yeah. out what's happened there. Yeah. And what an amazing story it is. I mean, even to the extent that Ian Wright knows what we've done. Oh. So uh, Preparation for next year. Yeah, exactly. No, right, I think a lot of the TV pundits have up their game, actually, so no disrespect meant to Wrighty. But that... Uh, yeah, everybody has written a story and they've all been roughly the same. But again, from my point of view, that's not so much about the Nationals paying attention as the club having a, a well-organised media arm now. They reach out, they want to get stories placed at particular times in the year around. They want to get the story about Norwich out. 
and because that that helps you know it helps with I think particularly it's going to help with parents parents of kids who are 14 15 who are talents and we can say look you know oh you've heard of Norwich you've heard of our academy you know that we take it seriously and your kid can have a chance in our team so I think I think that's deliberate on the part of the club and I think it's a good thing to do because in the past it was a bit opaque sometimes and you and you never really knew what the club was thinking I think now you do I just wondered in terms of the national media maybe in the recent times they've been in the Premier League it's been like oh Norwich and you know it will be to, to a degree but that they are trying to do something I guess a bit different yeah. if Villa go up all the attention will be on Villa if Leeds go up all the attention will be on them I think us in Sheffield United less glamorous but yeah there's a story now and I think if the story is sort of like youngsters and moneyball I think a lot of and, and the, what, what is new to a relative extent you know from compared to the Lambert years is all your um, data analytic football fans who will the, the hipster football fan and they will be on Norwich like a rash because they'll be like oh the you know all these different attributes that nobody else spotted, blah blah. So yeah, it could be, could be good for us. We are run on Argentina Buendia shirts. That's yeah, what I'm expecting, yeah, yeah. to be honest. Uh, Fion, thank you so much for coming on. It's lovely to have you on, on your debut. Um, now the, you you write for some really good magazine titles, don't you? Yeah. Uh, look, I've got oh, hello. There you go. So when Saturday comes and uh, kick around for kids. Anyone's got kids? Uh, I don't know if the camera can see it, but we like to get Norwich in as much as possible. And we also cover, we or you we cover the lower leagues so uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ten uh, points but yeah yeah the kick around is our magazine for kids uh, that we like to cover all the lower leagues and everything and women's football and yeah so if anyone wants to uh, get their kids reading about football don't forget to subscribe that's fantastic <laughs> and I mean is it is it a trickier discipline to write for kids because you having you don't want to talk down to them but you've got to explain it as well no i think i think you've got to give kids a lot of credit and we 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 sort of write up our age range is sort of seven to twelve but if you don't dumb it down and you you sort of talk about important issues in football and get them to think about you know not not just you know the the big players like messi and ronaldo but some of the issues that the adults talk about like var or uh, the transfer window and things like that then i think you've got to give them a lot of credit because they'll engage with that um and it all ties into what they're learning at school as well and what they're learning about the world so yeah i think football can uh, can do a lot for for what kids are learning about yeah how much fun is it writing for when saturday comes uh, it's, it's it's fun it's fun talking and writing about football all day yeah <laughs> I can appreciate that. Um, now I do want to talk about your ground hopping. Your your Instagram account is is remarkable because there's always a new picture of you at a ground, most of which I haven't heard of. How how do you how do you squeeze it all in? Uh, I've I've actually cut down quite a lot in the oh. last few years. So, uh, but yeah, I just I don't know. I just enjoy it. Try and make a trip out of everything and. Uh, and see see new places. It's uh, the most obscure place you've ever been uh, to. I can't even go there. There's some ridiculous places. Uh, oh, give us one. Uh, the very north of Norway. Nice. <laughs> Tromsø. It's just where Tony's been, but he, he had a he came up with a tan or something. So I, I guess you 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 know it's a bit colder than that. It was pretty cold, yeah. <laughs> how, how many other people were there? Uh, quite a few, yeah. yeah. Norwegians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> All wrapped up. Uh, well, it was June, so oh. but it was it was still very cold. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are we talking here? Oh, uh, about eight degrees, okay. five six degrees. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I never get my wife there for starters. <laughs> um, is there is there one place you haven't been yet that you really want to go? Well, uh, I'd quite like to go to the new Tottenham Stadium, but we'll be doing that next year, so that's good. Fion, you've nailed it. Well done. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Really good to chat to you and have your opinions. Much appreciated. Um, 
You may have seen on all our social channels uh, today, uh, we've put out our little uh, promotion VT about uh, how and where Norwich did. It's a couple of little things we're going to update, update aren't we, Tony? Uh, just uh, just in, in overnight, so keep an eye out because um, you know it will be more accurate <laughs> uh, tomorrow and maybe with an extra chapter next week. Who knows? That would be nice. Um, and of course, it remains remarkable Norwich have only been promoted once at Carroll Road. Um, in their history. As it is, it is two games to go, of course. Two familiar faces at Blackburn this season as well. Blackburn Rovers are visitors to, uh, to Carrow Road on Saturday. It's a 7.30pm kickoff. Do not forget. Uh, obviously, make the most of your Saturday beforehand and then we can all hopefully have a party at, at Carrow Road. How are you guys fit? I, I've, up until today's show, where I've clearly felt editorially obliged to get incredibly excited, I've been really nervous. It's, it's, like, it's still one point. They could still lose and then it not happen. How, how, is anyone else that... That's me in here, but are we all are we all alright? Uh, yeah, I think you've got to. I think you've got to relax. Yeah. I think the only thing, the best thing you can do is not worry, because you know the odds are, the odds are we're going to go up. Yeah. And at the same time, you want to enjoy. You've got to enjoy. You know, if it turns turn out that we are go up at Carrow for the second time in our history, you want to remember that positively, not from looking at it all between your fingers the entire time. I mean. I agree. Yeah, I've seen people sort of doing score lines of 4-0 and 3-0 reverses and how that will turn the goal difference around, but I, it's, it's not going to happen, so I, no? think, I think we're good. We're all right. If we play as well as we have done the past four games, we will get a point. Yeah. And we haven't even played that well these last four That's games. Really very true. The, the home form has kind of gone on under the radar a little bit, hasn't it? Norwich are actually unbeaten at home this year, which is, which yeah. is very, very decent indeed. Yeah, I mean, we're almost unbeaten away as well this year, so... <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's been that combination of the home form and the away form this year. It's just been, I think last year we were, we were sort of struggling a bit on that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we go into every game with confidence now, so no reason not to on Saturday. And um, I think along come Norwich have already tried to claim you as their own as well, Fionn. There's a few, <laughs> obviously, but um, I'll come to you first, Paul. What, what those guys, the Barclay Project... Is it the Barclay M project? I, I think, yeah, Barclay M project. Barclay and Norwich, that's the one. Thank you, John. And then with the club. I mean, it, it has been phenomenal what they've done with the atmosphere around the place, both visually and, and also you know, vocally. I, I, I've got nothing but respect, nothing but respect for those guys. I think it, it's take, you know, it's largely a, a volunteer effort to begin with, at least. And uh, it, it's brave because, you know, that sort of thing can easily sort of backfire. If, if the results don't go with or if people think it's about sort of like performing rather than being a real fan but it's, it's made a visible audible difference and I think you know I think I hope it, I hope it gets bigger and, and continues to flourish next year because you know that's what every club needs I think I mean, they've, they've had the season to do it because it's been a phenomenal season and I, I will just say that some of the meltdown after the Wigan draw seemed a little bit out of hand in terms of you know fans and again social media is not ideal place for it but you know it does seem to um, a bit of festering of people better than this and we're worse than that and blah 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 etc etc which it doesn't need and this has kind of got to be protected hasn't it especially next year when let's be honest Norwich are not going to win 90% of their football matches yeah uh, I, I think next year we're, we're going to be the underdogs we're not going to win as many games um, but if we go into it with that mindset I think we'll be fine and yeah the the support this year we've we've got a bit lucky with the season but it's been building for a few years now um, and I think obviously you see the flags on a match day but what you don't see is the number of hours those guys spend in meetings with the club setting them out before the game it's a huge operation um, so you've got to give them an enormous amount of credit because 
they're not getting paid or anything for it. It's, they're working with the club on it and jumping through a lot of hoops. Um, but it's it makes it worth it when you see what it looks like uh, in the Bartley before kick-off in the game. It just looks amazing. Well, you think before they started doing it, they weren't actually allowed flags in the ground. I think that was actually the standpoint. And um, I saw before the game against uh, whichever the last home game was, it's been a long week, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, thank you, Fionn. Um, there were guys and girls also up in the upper tier putting out flags and this massive... Um, banner that was going up across the whole middle of the lower Barclay uh, there are plans afoot are there for Saturday any inside information for you on? Uh, it's going to look really good Excellent. Uh, so yeah just get in early to see it and uh, yeah everyone wear as much yellow and green as possible as Absolutely. well I think yeah. take scarves even if it's 45 degrees and fan march is that could that possibly happen for Saturday or is that a bit of a trick? not sure if that's on the cards but I think the city will be buzzing all day anyway so yeah it'll be like Game of Thrones everyone will just descend in a sort of zombie-like way. Shame. Not that way, Paul. Not that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fair point. Uh, brilliant. We have got an 11 from you. I appreciate, you know, Norwich, Blackburn. We're probably not going to go into deep scouting efforts. But it is worth saying uh, Harrison Reed has been a huge favourite there. He's injured, uh, so he probably won't feature. Elliot Bennett may well be in the 18. Here's what these guys would play. Well, who have we got first, Tony? Paul, your 11 is first. Can you remember it? Well, I've got the same back five. I know that much. And then I think I brought Teddy back, because I think we do need a defensive midfielder. I play him with Mario, I think. And then I would go for Kenny on the left, Francic in the centre, Emmy on the right, and Timo up front. Because I, I like I like Kenny. I think he's he's made a few mistakes and he's sort of made wrong decisions sometimes. But he's really eager, gets about, has a lot of energy. I think he's still got a lot in the tank. I think he can put something on the left. And you want to see Francic in there. He just deserves it. And then, you know, Mo alongside Mo alongside Teddy, that's a tried and trusted combination. I, you know, I thought I'd be confident we'd do the job with that team. Fair dues. Uh, fair to say, Tom Tribe will probably going to be out on Saturday with having, having rolled his ankle, but we'll find out on, on Friday at the press conference for definite, I imagine. Fionn, you're 11, can you remember yours? Yeah, so I just made one change, which is I was working on the basis Tribal would be out because he, he was sort of limping off in front of me on Saturday. Um, so I've put Vrancic in for him because I think Vrancic has done enough in the last few weeks to, to get a start. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think McLean has really done well. Um, that that sort of burst forward for the equaliser at Wigan was, was down to him. Um, so I'm sort of reluctant to take him out. Um, yeah, we might need to sort of shore it up a bit uh, in midfield for um, Blackburn because I think they're, they're quite good. They've got Bradley Dack is going to cause us a few problems. Um, but yeah, if, uh, if Steeperman can uh, can get in there, then I think uh, I think we've got enough to stop them. Um, you told us your moment you started believing, didn't you? Which was whenever they first started going, wait, wait, wait. Paul, have you got one where this season you thought, oh, hang on. Well, I think there was actually, I mean, I think there's a couple you know, obvious ones. Millwall home. Uh, that moment, that that was just that's belief, and I think obviously the Leeds performance away, that was that was top two level. We 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 were better than our nearest rivals, and clearly so. But I, I think when we, I remember thinking before Christmas that when we went away to Blackburn, that was going to be a really tough test because we were in some good form and we had some big games coming up, which we you know the results, but and we won that one, and I think that was a that was a tough. Ask and when we cleared that hurdle, I thought, well, that's that's shown something. So hopefully, there's a bit of mirroring going on, and we can do it again. Absolutely, fingers crossed. Uh, a couple more messages if I can get them through. Bullet Shelby says that uh, beating Middlesbrough one nil in September, which I, I think was the moment he started believing. So fair plays because that's um, 
that's pretty pretty early in the season. I, I wasn't believing that. Yeah, that's second minute. <clears throat> we'll take that, absolutely. Uh, Facebook, let's have a look at some quick messages. I know lots of you, including um, Mark Woodruff, um, have sent messages in about uh, next season and Premier League targets and all that. We've got all summer to talk about that, so we will get around to it. Keep the messages coming in over the, over the coming weeks because there'll be lots of coverage. And, of course, Pink and Show's back next week. Any more messages? Roger Mallett says, I hope the club are coming back here to Tampa next season. Because you want more photos, isn't it, Roger? That's why. Uh, finally, then, you guys, I would like your player of the season, whoever you voted or didn't vote for, and will Norwich win the title? Fion? Ooh, okay, player of the season, I voted Pookie. Um, Me too. Yeah, I just... It, it was a hard decision, but I think you can't argue with that. And his work rate, his number of assists, just, yeah and that he was a free transfer and where he came from, I, I can't see past Pukki. Um, and will we win the title? Yes, I think, I think they'll have enough confidence. Now we've got a little bit of a cushion after that Leeds result. I think they'll, they'll be a bit more relaxed and we'll play our game on Saturday and get the, get the win and, and then do whatever we need to at Villa. Well, I would, I would say Timu, but just for a bit of variety, say Max Ahrens. I just think not only is he a revelation, come from nowhere, but he looks like one of the most senior players in the team now. In this last run of games, he has been seeking out the ball, making a difference whenever he can. I'm incredibly impressed by him. I don't think we'll win the title. I, I think uh, I think we're I think we're shot. I, I, yeah, I think I think we are really are knackered, and we and, and I think we're going to get over the line. And I think Sheffield Wednesday will win both their games. Sheffield United will win both their games. So. Sadly, but then you know, better to say that and have the opposite happen. That's the way. Prepare to fail, and then yeah. yeah. I know it's going to win the title. Yes. I think that's all the sixty-five percent. Nice restraint, guys. Well done. Uh, I think we're done. We are. We are done um, for tonight's Pink and Show live from London. I think we pulled it off, Cody. I don't, I don't know how we did it. Uh, remember, you can catch up with tonight's uh, edition and all our superb Norwich City coverage across all our platforms, including our Pinkin app, but first and foremost, Pinkin.com. And the show is also available as a podcast each week for details and to subscribe, Pinkin.com slash podcast. I will be at Carrow Road on Saturday night, of course, alongside Paddy David and Dave Freezer. So make sure you check out our big build-up team news, live and behind-the-scenes coverage, reaction, analysis, and whatever actually we get after the final whistle as always if you see any of us around please say hello uh, we will return next wednesday back in norwich at the departure lounge to be precise for something of an end of season bash with i think the canaries trust um, and it's hopefully going to be littered with a few familiar faces that will be from our usual time of 6 p.m in the meantime a big thank you to our guests tonight please everyone to paul mckinnis and fian thomas thank you so much enjoy it Uh, to the old red lion in Angel, Islington and the guys and of course the Capital Canaries for coming along and helping us out. Hey, hey, hey. Clap yourselves, clap yourselves. Hey. Uh, you are all stars in our eyes of course. Uh, to the crew, that is producer Tony. Hold on Tony, he's cool as a cube, cool cucumber. And of course uh, to you guys and girls for watching, getting involved as always. It wouldn't be the same without you. Uh, until next time. Here's to the Premier League party kickoff, throwing it in and with the title soon to follow. Enjoy Carroll Road's finale and we will see you there. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>